What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with TheChairShot.com, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Morin and Carl Carafel. That's right, everybody. I am Carl Carafel, joined by Mighty Joe Morin. And today, we actually have with us, you just heard his sweet, sweet voice coming over doing our intro. We have Mr. Richard Bronson Vickery. First off, happy National Margarita Day. For those of you that are watching, hashtag National Margarita Day. How are you, my friend? Well, gentlemen, uh, yes, it is the return of the R to the B to the V. Richard Bronson Vickery back here once again, turnbuckle talk. And, you know, before we hit the air here, Carl and I, we're, we're talking about what is, where is the, the spread? What do we draw with the boundaries for these national holidays? And we, you know, we came together as, you know, just not good humanitarians, but North Americans. Uh, we're, we're prepared to celebrate this all across our, our hemisphere here. It is National Margarita Day. I'm ready to few, throw a few back. Hell, stumbling in here. I might have already had a couple during lunch, gentlemen. <laughs> but thanks, thanks again for having me back. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. It's, Mighty Joe, it's been a week. It's It's been quite a week right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we got going on today? 
Well, we got quite a bit. I mean, just bre- back briefly on National Margarita Day. It's like every single year, you know, I I, I do still get like a, a like a physical calendar. I actually have a Seinfeld one for uh, for twenty twenty one. And every time I get one of these new calendars, that I see all these new holidays and stuff coming up. It's like we're, we're just like we're pulling them like out from all over the place. And national, I didn't even know National Margarita Day was even a thing until just right now. Wow. So. So, wow. Uh, yeah, there's something every new every day. day. Every day is a national something day. You can Google that and it, you'll find it. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, to get started on our wrestling topics here, um, well, we are going to talk a little bit about Elimination Chamber, of course, because it just happened last night. But uh, I wanted to touch on a couple other topics before yeah. we kind of delve into that. And the first one, you know, in, in my weekly rummaging, uh, looking for things to, to talk about on this podcast, uh, this was an interesting one that stood out for me. Um, Mr. Matt Riddle, uh, claiming that current wrestling talent is more intelligent than our old school friends in the wrestling business. Keeping in mind, before you guys get into this, that we're talking about an individual who got stomped on his right foot and then grabbed his left foot, claiming that they are more intelligent than our older peers. Uh, I'm going to throw this over to you, Mr. Richard Bronson Vickery. <laughs> what do you think on this, man? Uh, Mr. Matt Riddle, uh, claiming that uh, our current uh, crop of talent is... Uh, smarter well I, th- I think you know there's a lot more that comes into play here than just the comments of one mr riddle and, and he does really seem he knows how to poke the the old bear uh this isn't yeah. the first time he's kind of kind of an exchange with those from a previous era uh in this case riddle is is really in response to the undertaker uh he had some comments when he was yeah. on the rogan podcast where he had talked about you know that this this newer crop of talent, you know, they don't have the, the same rigors of the travel schedule. That They have a lot more luxuries afforded to them. And the business itself is at such a point, you know, back then it was very cutthroat. And you really had to watch out for your own. And that's why you, you saw so many of the formations, and no pun intended here, the clicks, although that was one. But, you know, you had yeah. The Undertaker and his crew, and, and you had the hearts. And each promotion, those that ran with Hall and Nash, if you were in Hogan's camp, you know, all of those little groups were really looking out for one another. As wrestling has evolved, it kind of mirrors, you know, society yeah. as itself. You, you see the, that same kind of progression. So, you know, for Riddle to come in here and just actually say that they're they're smarter, I don't necessarily agree with that. But you, you dive a little bit deeper into what he was talking about, and, and you know, he had did he had did mention where you know, is this group they don't have to rely on you know, painkillers or alcohol, other yeah. narcotics, uh, that they, they are more aware of what they need to do to take care of themselves, just not physically, but mentally. They, they find other outlets, you know, you, how many do we hear today about stars that are involved in like video games or, you know, building different outlets through yeah. social media, their streaming services, things of that nature. I really think you're just talking about apples and oranges, uh, other people have weighed in on this thing, and here, here's an name of Blasphemer Pass for me that, that I thought was really insightful here. Uh, Duke the Dumpster Drossi hmm. was asked about this recently, yep. and in his comparison, he, he looked at the company itself, where WWF, WWE was in such a different place then. It was truly a mon pop. Where now you, you have the where they've evolved, they're, they're on the market, Fortune 500, they're global, they've got all these different doctors, trainers involved. They've got different screening procedures. Even you get into 
you talk about protecting yourself and your character. Now you've got a full-blown writing staff where it was just a handful of individuals back then. And Vince truly was the ultimate say then where now you maybe you'll be get some, some things through. And it's much more of a cookie cutter than depending on the talents themselves to come up with where they're going. So I, it's such a, a apples and oranges dynamic when you're looking at this, the old school and the modern. Yeah, for sure. And, and another aspect of this, too, that Carl and I have touched on before on, on the show is the social media aspect and, and the fact that, you know, even like outside of, you know, protecting your own business and your own character um, of where you currently are, uh, just your, your, your personal matters. And maybe, you know, if you've had some questionable things, you know, just not being able to kind of keep your private things private. Too much of that kind of comes out now um, as well. And that leads to a whole new crop of problems as well. Well, I, I think before you jump in there, Carlos, we're just on that social media real quick. And I know you know, so many people are so quick to judge like, oh, social media kind of ruined wrestling or, you know, social media even had these major ripple effects through society. I don't agree with that at all. I think what you need to do, you have to be able to evolve and roll with the times here, but you have to rely about those fundamentals. What's going to work? So if you can yeah. utilize social media to your advantage. And you can get out there and actually project yourself. It, it's all about, it's not actually relating to the fan base on a personal level. They don't need to know about your personal life. You're going to be a superstar. They need to be in awe of you. Yeah. You need to put yourself, you're, you should be up on a higher stage than they are. That's why yeah. the ring sits higher. That's a higher stage. They should be looking up in awe of you uh, instead of being sympathetic. Oh, you're just like me. That's a huge issue in professional mm -hmm. wrestling. Uh, you know, last night I thought it was, Masterfully done. Cesaro had put out a tweet. It simply it went along the lines of, I've been driving for an hour in silence, so close yet so far away. Something along those lines. You know, it, it, you could feel, yeah, you, you felt that emotion. You're disappointed, but it wasn't like, you know, woe me. And he said, I'll yeah. be back to fight. It's funny, you know, this morning, though, in the Monday locker room, Ben kind of thought there was like a, a backdoor meaning there where he was actually <laughs> pissed at management. But he didn't. Yeah. But in other ones would come out and right away say, oh, yeah, they lied to me. I mean, he he phrased it properly where it looked well to, you know, to a viewer that they could buy in and believe this thing. They want to rally behind him. Uh, another yeah. social media, you know, post that I liked about from last night. They asked Bobby Lashley, what was his motive? What's he doing? And he just hashtag yep. business. Hashtag business. Yep. yep. What's your take on all this, Carl? Well, I, I just want to kind of read through a little bit. I'm not going to this, – this, it's actually a pretty extensive is, yeah. uh, piece that he did, but I just want to read a little bit from the last one. So Undertaker says soft, but I don't think we're soft. We're more intelligent. Yeah, so that's where, where Joe got that piece from. Yep. That's why we don't get hurt, and that's why we don't put ourselves in stupid situations like bringing guns to work. So Undertaker, nothing but respect – but at the end of the day, respect and understand evolution, regardless of if it comes with man or it comes with etiquette in the locker room. Realize that we've evolved and we have better etiquette in the locker room and we don't do certain things like that anymore. We do things right. Hmm. So with all of that, kind of going along with what, uh, with what Rick has said here, it's a different time. So that very last statement, we do things right, I don't agree with that. It might be right for today, but the way that it's happening today wouldn't have been right for no. back then. Yep. So it's totally different playing fields. And, um, I mean, 
Undertaker, I, I have very much respect for. The guy has gone through and done up until what last WrestleMania. Really, he's done absolutely everything that is being talked about. Yep. So he's been in the business that long, and he has seen the progression and the evolution of things that have happened. So I don't feel as though uh, The Undertaker is really in the wrong with what he was saying, and I don't really think that Riddle is in the wrong with what he is saying either because Riddle is only seeing this little portion of what is being done now as opposed to really experiencing what had been done in the time of The Undertaker. So, yeah, I mean, it's... uh, it's just words back and forth. I mean, that's all it is. Um, and it's just different uh, different views, different ways of seeing things. That's what it, what it the, comes, the biggest thing. When it comes to the generations, I'm reminded of something that Kevin Sullivan passed along, and he was talking about what The Undertaker had said. And this is before Riddle's comments. This is what some other uh, modern-day stars, if you will, stars, that were kind of shooting back. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Sullivan said to, you know, when, when the, he came in, and they started doing certain things, you know, going over the top rope or, you know, drop something as simple, you know, as simple as that, that you had a previous generation that kind of looked to them and was like, whoa, what are you guys doing? But they still relied on those fundamentals. It wasn't about completely changing everything. You got to evolve with the game. But then Mr. Sullivan, you know, really said when it comes down to it, he's going to listen more to the undertaker because the undertaker has proven that he can draw. That yes. he could make money. Now, I know a counter argument to that could be, well, look at the company now, WWE, their record profits. I mean, they're selling to these networks $5 billion. Well, that's them working in those networks. That's not necessarily these stars and reflection of the quality of the product. That's them getting over on networks that are desperate right now for original content. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's a bravo to sales marketing in the McMahons than it is any of the actual stars themselves. If they were true stars, you know, if back if we had Rock and Austin, how hot things were then, and we had a shutdown like we've experienced, God, could you imagine what those ratings would be? Because Oof. we would be so hungry, we couldn't get into the arenas. Yeah, right. It, it, yeah. So, but now we're seeing an absolute decline. No one's missing going to the arena, and no one's tuning in. Uh, so it, it, it is a depressing state. And they really have to look at instead of, I guess, more so instead of bickering from both sides about, okay, this is what we did, and then this is how we want to do it now. We need to figure out where that bridge should be built between what has proven to work and how is that going to stand as a positive reflection in the modern day. Yeah, for sure. You, yeah. Like you had mentioned, Rick, you know, it really is like you know comparing apples to oranges. You know, because times have changed. You know, the the, the talents change, the the mindsets change. So just things that the the guys that are into change. You know, that's we did. We didn't have too many video gamers backstage at the time. We didn't have um, all of that. So it just it is hard to compare the two. But still finding that important kind of middle ground and still the the things that that, that work. We still need to keep, but to realize that you know the next generation that's going to come along isn't just that they're not going to be like us. Well, but they can be apples and oranges, but we're still consumers and we still eat the same way. We still have the same cravings and we, we need those different flavors and we need to be satisfied in that same manner. Yep. And having said that, that, uh, the conversation, are we, are we talking about undertaker versus Matt Riddle? Is he coming back to, to teach him a lesson? No, (laughs) just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) 
Just kidding. No, please. Please, yeah. no. Yeah. Uh, I, lo- I love Mark, yeah. but please, no. Yeah. I think it's time to to uh, to stay away for the time being. Um, dealing more with, with WWE, I guess. And this was an interesting thing because it's... Uh, I don't know really what to quite make of this, and that's why I want to talk to you guys about this here. Uh, Mr. Kenny Omega talking about that he could see somewhere down the line a potential working relationship between AEW and, and WWE. Now, I don't know about you guys, but uh, like I, I, I've thought about this for the majority of the, of the week since I saw this topic and this conversation, and I, I just don't see it for a long, long time. What do you think, Rick? But you, but you do see it. But nope. just not for a long, long time. For, not for a long, long time. Uh, we could get into some scenarios down the road, but anywhere in the immediate future, uh, to me, this immediately strikes me if if I'm going on and on about how much I love my girlfriend and yeah. how we're going to get married, uh, but it just so happens that the person that I'm talking to is giving me a lap dance. <laughs> uh, these guys are talking out their ass. This is yeah. the same company, AEW, because it's just not Kenny Omega. Cody's talked about yeah. it, and they, there's been some other individuals. They're the ones out there that are trying to preach on one side. We are what's best for professional wrestling. We are building bridges between all these different companies. We're trying to give the fans what we want, damn well knowing that they're still small potatoes compared to WWE. And let's not forget here, AEW is the same company that regularly, week after week, is just taking – just low blow, un unentertaining shots at the WWE. That's it's a, it's a fair point, and I'm thinking uh, you just uh, had kind of hinted at Rick and uh, Carl here as well that this just feels like we're just we're just talking to to get attention. Like, hey, look at me over here. I'm saying this. Pay attention to me. Or, or is uh, it's just uh, kind of a line of BS at this point? What do you think, Carl? Well, how, how many how many times has AEW said, "Oh, we're going to be sports." Sports orient, orient. Yeah, that never we're, came we're to fruition. About statistics. Yeah, that, that never came to fruition at all. A week. Yeah, and, and now they're you know, and what they're and now they've got the most money from all these other promotions. You know, history does tend to repeat itself. Yeah. Carl, you know this. You you followed. You're a historian on this. What happened when these territories thought they were going to get together like this <laughs> and make a run at WWE and they were trying to run these super shows? Yeah. Well, this this is what happened here. I'm going to put this comment up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, they all succumbed to the conglomerate, as I like to refer yeah. to them as. And, um, yeah, uh, they all kind of just phased out, fizzled out, and uh, had to succumb to being bought out. And, uh, you know, all the talent and contracts being taken and, and, and brought elsewhere to that conglomerate or just being put off to the wayside and going, well, you got nowhere to work now. Goodbye. Well, oh, yeah. you know, when you got all those promotions together, you eventually get to a point where they're not going to trust one another. Mm-hmm. They want to go into mm-hmm. business for themselves. They're protecting their own brand, and rightfully so. That's where they've got their money invested. I, I don't know how strong the legs are under the stories that we've seen here with uh, with Sammy Guevara getting upset, being sent home from an impact taping yeah. because he didn't like working. He didn't like what was being presented from their creative. There's it, it, that whole thing. Is, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of holes in that cheese. So that could be all part of the storyline and how that plays out. Ultimately. I mean, it would be a great move by those promotions to bring in a real, a real possibility of what was a major problem when they tried this in the past. But 
eventually you are going to get to a point where these promotions start butting some heads here. Now, when Joe, when you say maybe someday, I mean, I think it would absolutely have to take a sale of the WWE, get into a hands of a company that doesn't yeah. understand all that. And they just might buy it on an opportunity for some, what they would see is a true like Super Bowl of pro wrestling. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, and just I, I think back to you know even uh, Vince, you know, starting to you know when we were getting close to that first WrestleMania and kind of before that, all, all those territories. I mean, Vince essentially just went along, just picked up all the, the cream of the crop from all the territories. And I mean, again, you know, I keep cautioning AEW, like you had mentioned, Rick, with them poking and prodding at um, at WWE and specifically Vince a lot of these times, uh, be careful what you what you ask for and what you do because uh, it could eventually be their undoing if they continue to try and poke and prod instead of just being their own entity. Just be your own thing. Don't worry so much about what's going on over there. Just do your own thing. That's kind of where, where I stand when it comes to that. Uh, Don's saying here it'll get old fast if they don't use all the talent. And I mean, it's, and there it's already uh, overcrowded as it is. So being part of WWE would just be even more watered down and confusing. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, going from that, uh, guys, I want to talk, uh, I guess kind of the main reason why we're here. I don't want to necessarily break down every match here, but um, we're going to talk about Elimination Chamber. Before we kind of get started, uh, just a little kind of behind the scenes here going in uh, and talking about this. I, I didn't catch all of the show kind of as it happened. Uh, initially just kind of caught the, the tail end, specifically the, the last match. And talking with Carl, how I felt it was kind of, I didn't like kind of how it was, just kind of out of context, just kind of by itself. But now that I've had a chance to kind of watch and kind of digest the whole show, now I kind of understand a little bit. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily the the best show that there's ever been, but I'm not as quite sour as I was as uh, my initial uh, <laughs> uh, feelings on this. But I'll throw this over to you uh, here. That's Carl's. good because yeah. Mighty Joe was super sour yeah. over really? what had yeah. happened. Yeah. Oh, he definitely was, yeah. dude. Like, I mean, I've got. I've got it all righty here. Yeah. Right. It's he's like, you know, just finished and and I'm just watching it and I saw this and I caught the tail end and and seriously, did he pin him clean and win? Yeah. And then I just don't understand the finish. Why Lashley? Why this? Why that? And I was like, dude, 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 calm down. Yeah. Now just I get calm it. Down. Now you I just get gotta, it. You got to watch. So I kind of gave him a little tidbit about, you yeah. know, like the little shot in the back with uh, with two get with the Miz and somebody else, yeah. and we'll get into that. And yeah. I was like, hey, but you got to go and watch. So he did, yeah. and I'm glad you did. Thank yeah. goodness. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, just for myself, kind of a brief overview before I toss over to you guys. Uh, you know, and that now that I've had a chance to kind of watch and digest the whole show, I mean, it's not going to be a thing that I'm going to be talking about 10, 20 years from now. But I thought no. they, they, they did pretty good. I think uh, aside from the women's match, which I think they essentially didn't really do any business whatsoever. It just was there to kind of fill a spot. They didn't really do a whole lot there to kind of progress anything much further with that. But I thought the, the other matches... They did pretty good, and they kept it under three hours too, which I mean is a, a big plus for me as well. That's not a plus for me. No, no. Interesting. Interesting. It's a pay per view. It's short. Okay, it was shorter so than an episode people, of Raw. It's shorter people, than an episode of Raw. Ex- that's exactly my point yeah. here. People are getting to watch Monday Night Raw for three hours for free on their television screens, but yet they're expecting people to pay for a show. 
for those that can't get the WWE Network in their area, whatever, they're expecting people to pay $60 for a show, and it's under the amount of time that a free television show is for you. That irks me just a little bit. Uh, Make it three hours. Like, just three hours, that's it. Or, Or... Two hours, 50 minutes. Like, make it as close to three hours as possible for me. Because as somebody who, in the past, has paid for pay-per-views, I still have the WWE Network. So I I get I pay for that. I get the pay-per-views. Everything's all good there, okay? So I'm not just illegally getting the (laughs) pay-per-views. I am actually paying for something to watch these pay-per-views. But as somebody in the past who has spent 60 to $75, especially WrestleMania time for high definition yeah. quality pay-per-views um, and only getting like two and a half hours kind of kind of sours me a little bit. I'm going, okay, so I've just paid <laughs> 70 extra dollars to you and you can't even give me the same amount of time that I'm giving to you to watch Monday Night Raw. I could feel you. But if we're getting more to it, I could see Rick's Stewing in his own juices over there, <laughs> yeah. please, because I, I have a feeling that that uh, Rick kind of feel uh, like I felt that they're really efficient with their time uh, on the show, and um, it, it was a matter of you know I'm watching it, and it was like the, the time passed by, and uh, as somebody who you know does a podcast and I try and consume as much wrestling content as, as I can to to get in and out under three hours, I per- personally I appreciated that. What, what did you think, Rick? I was going to say, we were going to talk about highlights. My number one take home from this is whoever handled this thing, bravo to you. Please take notes. Less is more. Carl, you keep saying pay-per-view, pay-per-view. I want pay-per-view excitement. I don't want pay-per-snooze. That's true. Because that's what you get. You know how difficult? You say that, you know, it's, sure, I mean, we pay for cable. It's part of those packages. Essentially, Raw can be free. No, it's very challenging to get through a three hours of Raw to try to keep <laughs> oh, up God. their storylines and, and support yeah. this yeah. product. Uh, I thought, you know, just outside of the timing, too, the, the pacing was so much better in the show. It, you didn't yeah. seem like you had so many of the drawn, you know, exaggerated promo spots where they're trying to fill you in on every little detail heading into each match. Now, I, I don't yeah. know if they potentially... <clears throat> uh, we were talking this morning in the Monday locker room and Ben thought maybe there was potentially supposed to be a longer run there for the Roman Reigns match. Not completely sure. And we also had a, a, the Raw women's match completely scratched. Yes. So yeah. This might have been by accident that, that they had kind of stumbled into this. But it, what I've seen through throughout the circles that, that I run around in, that people were, were really excited. They were happy that they got out of this show uh, earlier than usual, earlier than expected. And ultimately, it's, it really seems like it left people wanting more. And that's what you want from your product. Uh, but I, you know, I agree with Joe there. Joe, one thing you got to do, which is so important for wrestling, you can't piece it together. You can't puzzle it. You got to watch it. Yeah. I, I agree with Carl on the other side of that. I thought this was the best event of the last year th- that they had given us. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. One thing I, I, I liked with, with the, the, the time, too, is – for the longest time, I mean, with, with these longer pay-per-views, is we necessarily didn't have like a hard out time, but you kind of had a pretty good idea of, of when we were going to kind of end it. This kind of not being the case for, for me, 
didn't make things seem like I, you know, okay, I was expecting that to kind of turn out that way. With, with, with the time being, it, it kind of it threw me off, but in a good way because you know I wasn't, you know, I was expecting the show to be another like half hour, an hour long, right? So uh, to, to end a little bit sooner, like, it was kind of like shocking, but like in a in a, in a good way, you know. Uh, and and that's that's how it was for me last night when I yeah. when I was watching and I saw everything unfold and everything happen, and then I saw that graphic come up at the bottom of the in the, in the corner. I'm going, <laughs> that's it. We're done. Yeah. Right. So I and and just like Rick had said, I wanted more. Like I I was actually enjoying this pay per view, not because Elimination Chamber is probably my favorite gimmick match of all time. I freaking love it. The original round, I like just blow my mind. Love the Elimination Chamber, but because I'm going. Like this was just good, and I want to. I want to see some. Like, what what do they have now? I want to see more. And 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 I think that's where I I'm kind of soured a little bit on the whole. Like, it was only two and a half hours. I wanted more because well, I was, I was thinking, enjoying it. And, and you'll probably agree here, though, that we're both looking forward to seeing what's going to happen now on Monday Night Raw. Oh yeah. You, and when you go across, and even SmackDown inside of itself, because across this card, and, and some of them, it's a bit of a head scratcher. But they there was intrigue as they have seen. Well, I guess you know we've got major swerves on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, in uh, so yeah. many different directions. And one of the swerves I kind of want to make mention uh, is, like I said, you know, my women, the women's match, I felt was kind of not say my, my down kind of moment for uh, the show, but it just it, it felt like it was just kind of there, like it, it just it kind of filled the, the the time. It wasn't good or bad; it was just kind of somewhere in the middle. The the, the part that kind of uh, threw me off a little, a little bit, you know, and this is likely my fault because I don't watch Raw and SmackDown on a weekly basis, so maybe I'm missing some of this here, but. The, the fact that we we went out of our way to do the stuff with uh, with Edge and Finn Balor and, and Karrion Cross on NXT to now we're just seemingly we're just we're gonna go away from that and we're gonna put Edge and Roman together like I just said it felt like well, why did we go through all the effort to do that and did arguably a very good job with it now we're, we're just gonna that we're gonna pretend it doesn't exist and Edge is gonna go against Roman now at WrestleMania that, that, that's where where I was kind of a little confused it's like did we give up on that or is that still there or is that something later just that did, I felt like that wasn't really explained to me very well. Well, I, think, well, I mean, know, go ahead, Carl. I, for, for me, it's just television. Yeah. It's just drama. They're drumming up the drama. They're having Edge go on to SmackDown and be like, okay, so hmm, could be you. Yeah. And then going over to Raw and going, hmm, you seem to be pretty big. Yeah, I'm bigger. Could be you. And then going over to NXT and going, hey, Nobody ever thought about this. Yeah. It could be you because it just guarantees me a championship match. But uh yeah, could be you. So just uh just be careful. Yeah. Watch what you say, watch what you do. And then ultimately at this pay-per-view, we find out who Edge is going to face. We pointed at the so sign. That's that seals the deal, right? We pointed at the sign. That's right. So. Yeah, this yeah. sign. Yeah, point. We fi- we fingered the, we fingered the sign, so that means that yeah. we're good. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, for me, that's what it was. It was yeah. just it, w- it was all the drama. It was build up to what is Edge going to do? Yeah. What, it, who who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And then finally, th- the reveal was last night. Yeah. What, what do you what, what do you, do you think on that uh, reg- uh, that particular aspect? Because for I, me, I'm almost kind of bummed. I'm not going to get uh, well, uh, uh, Carl, stuff with Edge. Carl hit the mark. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's it's drama. 
they're trying to drum up some their, their ratings. And although NXT is developmental, you know, they, they are up against AEW and they're, you know, they're just wanting to improve their own ratings. I mean, they're still trying to catch up to what they replaced on USA, yeah. let alone worrying about what's on another network. So they're trying to do whatever with that intrigue. And if, if people are going to follow Edge, you know, it's going to bring eyes, hopefully, to some unfamiliar talents that you have in AEW. And if you could just get a, a fraction of that, but hey, you know, uh, I like what the Grimes has got going down there. You know, that, that's a hell of a character. That is. They stick around yeah. for that. Yeah. Now, I do. I will agree with Joe. It would have been really cool to maybe see, like, Balor, or maybe he throws it out now as the time, as the decision's been made, and say, hey, maybe you weren't taking me serious yeah. when you stopped by NXT. I know you got a big match at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. How about me and you get it on at Fastlane? There we go. Then, All right. okay, you have Edge get that win there in a way that where Balor still looks good. You go out there and let there. Or maybe yeah, you have, you know, you go old school here and you just have Roman ruin that match for everybody. Mm. Takes out, takes out Finn and yep. takes out. Uh, edge. Yep. Yep. You know, because there you got you got some history going way back between mm-hmm. Roman and, and Finn. So I mean, then let's get let's continue that that ultimate that mega heat that Roman Reigns has on him right now. And another thing here at Elimination Chamber, I loved how they laid this out. That Roman, okay, you, you've got the good guy, the fighting champ Drew defending, and Roman, the head of the table, he's above that. He's too good for that. Yep. And he's got that slime bag Heyman who weaseled him out of this thing. <laughs> And not only that, they're not even going to give his opponent time to rest. No, no three ways, Don. It not, yeah, not especially yeah, at WrestleMania. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, so yeah, I mean, you're talking about the ultimate villain here. Roman is executing that to a T. So That's if he could go out right there and like ruin that match, just add you know more on pile on that heat going in there with Edge, and, and that inside of itself, you, you got this guy who is now above everybody. The, the ultimate villain where Edge is on this story of redemption where he has to fight scratch claw for everything to get it back. Yeah. And, and Roman's just taking it all for granted. And, and strangely enough for, for myself, as, as I felt how this was kind of a little disconnected with the NXT at the same time, it was probably my highlight of the evening. And the fact, you know, that we had Daniel win the match and we, then we had Roman come out and essentially destroy him. And then, Edge coming out and um, doing a very brief, less is more, just emphasizing it at that point. And of course, fingering the, the WrestleMania sign, or sorry, pointing to sign with pointing. Pyros. Did point, I miss that part? I, I'm, I'm not sure if they, they did the aspect of it, but uh, yeah, you know, it seemed it was pointing. a little overproduction on it. I think it seemed like that was something that Bucky was getting up his his rear end probably but uh, uh i enjoyed the moment i thought they did they did a good job there uh like i said as much as i feel like i've missed out on the nxt stuff they they, they set that up very well it, and in the match itself you know I, I really enjoyed the smackdown chamber i thought they were very innovative yeah. in getting in, you know getting some spots in there we haven't seen uh, i really liked when uso used the cage door on kevin owens yeah uh, i i thought that was that was tremendous. Uh, Cesaro went in there and worked his behind yeah. off, and you're starting to see yeah. that momentum, the, the people starting to rally behind him. And when he did that, that modified swing to Uso, and it yeah. cracked yeah. it right on the the, <laughs> the pillar of of the chamber there. Yeah. yeah that was something. And I, I found myself, I kind of just, I relaxed. I was just letting go, watched as a fan. I was really rallying behind Cesaro. 
I was really rooting yeah. for him, and it, it was kind of like, damn, you know, it kind of took some of the wind out of sails when he was eliminated. Knowing what we know now, that Roman was going to come out and just put whoever down. Brian Daniels was was the he was the right call. Yep, he can go yeah. out there and take that immediately. Just I mean, because of the size, you know, it's, it's so much more believable that Roman's going to go out there and beat up on on Brian than you know than Cesaro. But even Daniel Bryan can overcome that. He can pop right back up. You know, he still is kind of that people's champion. Where if you are going to get serious about Cesaro later, it would have. I mean, it just. It would have sank a ship again. Yeah, it would have. Yeah. You're right. So now, I, in that matchup, yeah. I, I do have to mention that Cesaro one-legged swing on Daniel Bryan, hmm. totally perfect and ingenious. Yeah. Because you, you're sitting there going, Kate, like Daniel Bryan, his leg has been messed up. He's been having that leg worked on. So it just makes sense for Cesaro to grab just that one leg and swing it like he's going to rip it <laughs> right out of his hip. Yep. And that just helped play into the ending of everything, and especially with Roman Reigns coming out, because we've already now got established in our minds, Daniel Bryan is legitimately hurt because yep. people have been working on that leg, Cesaro with that mighty swing with one leg, and like it's already there. It was just played out really, really well. Yeah, and, and you know, at least they they were dealing with the the same leg. You know, just brief reference back to Matt Riddle, yeah. um, <laughs> something you need to learn. Again, if you get kicked in the right foot, grab your right foot. Just a little tip for you there, boy. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, for, for you, uh, Rick, what was your kind of your highlight of the evening? I, I, I'm assuming it, it probably would have been the um, the last match for the night, right? Uh, well. Certainly happy that the WWE Championship has finally come home to Ohio, that it is around the waist of an Ohio boy, <laughs> the Miz. I figured that would be the case. But mm. to me, it wasn't so much the moment. Yeah. Uh, my initial thought was, great, our, our champion now is the slapping boy to Bad Bunny. Mm. As that's how he's been presented over the yeah. course, you know, since the Rumble. Yeah. yeah. It's... <laughs> So where, what does that mean for the title here? This is that major reset. What are their actual plans as we go in, into Mania? Is, I mean, I, I hope it's a long shot, but you know there's got to be a conversation to have Miz defend this thing against Bunny. I, before I get crucified, they have all these crazy conversations. You have Lashley now that has seemingly inserted himself into the WWE title picture. You've got Drew, who's going to want that that rematch. Who's going to feel slighted? He's going to want to go back after his gold. Sheamus, you know, went from betraying his best friend because he he was so thirsty for that yeah. gold to being granted a singles opportunity to then being placed inside this chamber. They didn't even make it to the final two. No, where does he go here? Where you really had it seemed like an intriguing story. That you could have had play out a very emotional roller coaster between Sheamus and McIntyre, yeah. if it be Fastlane or Mania, well, and I think that is the biggest key here. We, we want to look towards Mania, rightfully so. That is what our destination is, but we got this piece of junk Fastlane still in the way, which it's like two weeks before Mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to think that that's uh, from. I mean, what, what I see up in that Fastlane, I mean, it's it's got to be. Lashley versus McIntyre, right? I mean, you'd believe so here, but I mean, McIntyre 
he wants to get his belt back, though. Yeah. So, you know, where That's is that going to come into play? Yeah. I, I guess that does – it seems that they, they missed the mark on some surefire directions, but there is intrigue in whatever the hell they've got planned yeah. here. And I, I will say that – uh, again, you know, my initial shock of kind of what happened uh, didn't necessarily hit me very well. But now that, that I know everything that's happened, I got to say, I, I do actually like it, the, the move. And Miz kind of really embracing that, that aspect. And I mean, and, and just and rubbing it in our faces and, and being uh, a good heel who just uh, stole the title. Um, I, I do like what they did there. He even did a little thing on 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 social media saying, you know, all oh, people complaining on the title, like, get used to it. You know, uh, something, uh, something along those lines. I, I thought that was pretty well done. So, uh, I guess Miz in, doing his in thing. Miz's career. So this is, you know, he's back here after 10, what, just over 10 years yeah. as WWE champion. Has there been a, I want to say uninteresting, but has there been a, a less important champion on the road to WrestleMania? Where it seems like every, the the intrigue, the investment, our eyes are settling elsewhere yeah. than on the Miz because everything we know that we just kind of laid out here, and then going all the way back, yeah, back then you know it was about Rock and Cena, and Miz was just yeah. kind of that third wheel. Yeah, I I, I, I I think you're right. I think he's really just kind of the placeholder for the time being uh, until they decide which way to go, and that's really up in the air right now. So our friend Don earlier had talked about a three-way. I think this is where we're going to see that three-way because we saw the Miz in the back with MVP talking. And then we see Lashley come out and essentially uh, solidify that win for the Miz. So that's where we're going to see. There was probably talks and conversation going, we're going to help you get that belt, but we get first opportunity. And it's going to roll into an opportunity is not going to happen at Fastlane or anything like that, but it's going to show up at WrestleMania where it's going to be a triple threat for that championship between The Miz, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. I mean, and then, I mean you're going to have other people. I mean, Styles took McIntyre to the limit. He's going to have a say here. Sheamus is going to have something. Yep. Yeah, which I mean, something like that, like those those things, I can see something like that happening and playing out on uh, on Fastlane. Um, you maybe. know, maybe it's going to be a fatal four way. Who knows? Maybe all these other competitors that were in there are going to, you know, have a match at well, uh, Fastlane uh, uh, now uh, to whatever. Right. Like it's gentlemen, so of, many of different ways that we talked about of the names we're talking about here. Which one of those screams main event for Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania? I don't know. Sheamus, them really scream. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking Seamus. Maybe that's the only one that I can uh, really think of. Uh, for me, I just mean, because of the history, AJ, AJ, maybe, no. maybe so AJ. Maybe but AJ? AJ's name really hasn't been thrown uh, out very yeah, much yeah, anymore. I mean, yeah. it's it's really AJ's yeah. kind of mid card level now. Unfortunately, yeah. I, it sucks. I hate I hate to say that AJ Styles is mid card, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean that's that's unfortunately what it is right now. Yeah. No, you you. Uh, you definitely hit on something there, Rick, uh, that all these people don't necessarily feel like that big marquee WrestleMania, hey, you know, you must watch for this moment. Uh, th- th- I think that that is missing a little bit. Because, I mean, Drew is that guy, and Roman's another guy. Uh, Brock is another one of those guys. But other than that, I don't know. I'm, um, I don't know. I don't really have any of those on top of my head. Intrigue. Right? So, 
Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, going from that, you know, let's get to, uh, you know, before we get to our match of the week segment here, why don't we get uh, to a little bit of breaking news? All right, so for our breaking news segment here, there, there are some uh, things that, uh, that are worth mentioning. Uh, mm-hmm. one, one that uh, kind of caught my attention uh, recently, um, I mean, this is no real surprise given that they kind of just ditched a storyline uh, seemingly out of nowhere, I guess. Uh, Buddy Murphy uh, that had that whole thing going on with Rey Mysterio's daughter, which I think was a... I, I think that that in itself kind of uh, is the issue there, the fact that it was... I mean, she was young, um, so I think maybe they realize, Hey, you know what? Maybe this isn't, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe a, a cool direction to go over. We're going to nix that and just pretend it didn't happen. And he seemingly now is pissed off and doesn't feel like he's being treated well. And, you know, we've heard this story several times with other people. So it's just oh, like, yeah. it's just a matter of uh, if he's going to stay or not. Hey, to each of their own. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 You, you have a job. Yeah. Be thankful that you're working, that you've got something. You've got an income coming in. Was this match, I mean, not match, but was this program next just because they lost some bit players? Maybe. Uh, I, had, I had seen the headline and seen it here and there. Yeah. I, I got to be honest with you. I mean, it wasn't that I hated the actual program as it was playing out. I'm okay when you, when you bring in those kind of different layers. Uh, it, does, it does lose me when you immediately pair them up on television as a couple. Yeah. And again, as soon as the show's over, you go to social media and she's, you know, backstage with her boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, in those cases, Again, yeah. Right? So, yeah. And, I, you know, these people will come, oh, God, you know, it's not, you know, it's it kayfabe, blah, blah, blah. No, no, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. You still got to hold a little bit of that intrigue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's what makes makes wrestling so beautiful. So when you, you do get into the trickiness of presenting kind of those love angles like that, you, you got to hold true to some of those values, at least for the immediate time or, you know, right? through those outlets. Yeah, uh, yeah one, it's very true. One of the other ones that um, that uh, caught my attention, I think you had posted a, about this uh, maybe a day or two ago on our Facebook page here, Carl, uh, from New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, Mr. Hiroshi Tanahashi, um, dealing with an injury that could take him off for a good portion uh, of uh, six months or more. Um, I mean, yeah. no real secret. Uh, I mean, that you know they've been doing a lot of shows lately, and um, he tends to... He does. He does so much. I, I think he's been kind of beat up over uh, the last little while, and um, I think it's just kind of caught up with him a little bit. Uh, you know, he's getting up there in age. You know, this might be you know step one towards hey, maybe I need to kind of back off a little bit. But uh, he's looking at uh, probably at least six months off, which kind of sucks because I mean uh, he's the ace. Uh, he's one of their their marquee uh, players over there. So yeah, kind of a bummer that he's uh, going to be out of action for a while. Uh, do you have anything else uh, breaking news wise you want to cover, Carl? I do. For all of the fellow Canadians that are watching, uh, I know that people have been very um, concerned about NXT and uh, the showing of NXT in Canada. Well, I believe it's March 8th, something like that. In March, beginning in March, uh, Wednesday nights on Sportsnet 360 Hmm. and Sportsnet Now, they will be showing NXT. There we go. Going uh, pretty much head to head with 
AEW Dynamite. Yep. So uh, thankfully, the uh, WWE was able to work with uh, Sportsnet, with Rogers Sportsnet, and uh, get something available so that we can actually get the live program again. And to my understanding, this is supposed to be the entire two-hour program. This is not going to be a condensed one-hour part of the show. So we're going to get uh, NXT once again live. There we go. Uh, anything on, on uh, that you want to cover, Rick, that uh, maybe you've seen you breaking news-wise you want to talk really about? I think about this. When, with everything switching with the WD network, your guys' network remains the same, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For now. Yeah, for now. For, for, was there any been any talk? I mean, is Peacock available no, in Canada, no. in your markets? No, that's no, that's strictly in America. That's a strictly uh, U.S. deal. Yeah, I, I knew it was the U.S. deal. I didn't know if they had if you guys had heard about plans for expansion there, uh, how mm-hmm. that would affect your your viewing. Nothing because, yet. You know, while while you're still paying, what do you guys pay? Are you on that nine ninety nine, the ten? No, nope. the exchange kind of rate. Of the exchange rate. It's higher. Fifteen. Yeah. So while you're at fifteen. Here in the in the good old United States of America, we are down to five dollars for WWE content now. Damn you. Beginning beginning next <laughs> month. Yeah. Now yeah. with the Peacock deal, is is that the entire library, absolutely everything? Yep. Everything that okay. is currently on WWE Network uh, will be moved to Peacock in the US. Now we do have two options there, as now we pay the $9.99. Uh, immediately during that transfer, all of our accounts would be transferred over to their four ninety nine tier, which does include advertising. Okay. Now, it, now there is an option to eliminate the paid ads. You can go back to a nine ninety nine tier. Hmm. Interesting. I'd still pay the nine ninety nine. Sure, why not? Uh, I mean, the only time you're going to get the ads really, I mean, it's not going to change anything for like the marquees, you quote unquote pay per views. Uh, so it'd just be during some of the, you know, the different features. And you can sit through a couple commercials, save the money on it. Yeah, that's not a bad deal. Well, that, plus, you know, in addition to that, you've got the, the entire Peacock library. I don't know everything true. they've got, but I'm yeah. willing to bet, you know, they for five bucks, it, it's going to be enough to hold, you know, quite a few individuals. And you're looking, you know, WWE Network, where they've only got, you know, like 1.5 million, which is right under raw rating. Yeah. Astronomical. You <laughs> increase that ridiculous amounts just by the people that have got Peacock. So hopefully maybe they'll start checking out some WWE content. Yeah, for sure. Very much so. I do I do want to just mention one more quick thing. For sure. any of the Roku users hmm. in Canada, uh, and, and I, th- I believe in the United States, I believe it's in North America, go to your Roku channel, Search out New Japan Pro Wrestling, and the first 10 episodes are now available. You can watch them now. Um, and it's been fantastic. Is that the um, New Japan America? I, I went and got, no, no, it's, it's, it's just New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's oh, okay. all you search for. Okay. Yeah, it's not New Japan America. Okay. Um, well, they're showing, the, they're showing commentary. stuff from last year. Oh, they're okay. showing 2020 stuff. Gotcha. Um, 10 ep- or 11. There's 11 episodes there now. Um, it's been fantastic to be able just to kind of watch some New Japan and introduce New Japan to uh, other people who have not seen it before. Yeah. Um, it's It's been fantastic. So it is available now. We talked about this a few Sweet. weeks ago, letting people know that it would be something that is out there, and it is. So go and check it out. Awesome. 
All right, let us get to our Match of the Week segment. All right, so for our Match of the Week segment here, I'm going to throw it over to my co-host, Mr. Carl Carafel, first. Uh, what is your Match of the Week for this past week, Carl? Um, honestly, it's it's been this elimination chamber. There you go. <laughs> like, I mean... Last night, I, like the entire pay per view, like I don't have a favorite match coming out of it. Just the, I was so happy just to see WWE really giving a, a good, solid show yeah. last night. I was not upset with really anything that happened on that show last night. Everything seemed to be good and twists and turns yep. and i'm sitting there because i'm somebody who has been uh you know in the business for a while and and has been like 30 plus years watching professional wrestling i'm sitting there going oh yeah so this is going to happen and that's going to happen and that's going to happen um i think my only big drawback from the pay-per-view last night was once again during the chamber match they did the big in the corner everybody all at once together yeah, move sets. I f- I freaking hate that. Stop doing yeah. that, please. Every time, every we get time. it. Yeah. We get it every time. Yeah. Other than that, I just I I in I loved enjoying a WWE pay per view. That's that's it. Awesome. All right, what about you, Rick? I know they usually come with something rather original when you're on the show and this come to this segment. What do you have for us this time? Well, at this time, uh, I, we're talking about. All the great intangibles inside professional wrestling. So, yeah, that's got to be ring psychology. That's got to be over-the-top characters, those incredible personalities. Got to have something on the line. Who doesn't love a good gimmick match? Uh, So, for mine, I got got to put over my my co-host, Monday mornings. You can catch us on YouTube on the Hameen Media Group. On YouTube, you can catch us live. Of course, you can get the replays, the audio replay at hackerhameen.popping.com. My boys from the Monday locker room, Ben Hameen was leading his insurgency up against the mobile homers that feature one, the trailer, Ted McNailer. Uh, this match went down 11 years ago, OVW, nice. and it is a flag match as you have to capture your own flag to represent that you can wave it proudly to the mobile homers. We're going after uh, Old Glory to represent the United States. And Ben and his boys, the insurgency, were representing Iraq at the time. So you can go to YouTube, <laughs> just give a search for it, OVW, Insurgency versus Mobile Homers flag match. They got it split up, so you got to watch it in parts, but it is well worth it. You're going to get a little bit of all those spices that make wrestling oh so nice. Nice. Very cool. That was a good choice. And uh, to kind of mix it up here, mine is uh, not WWE and mine is not OVW. Mine is coming from Ring of Honor this week. Again, I mentioned that uh, I do consume a fair amount of my wrestling content off of YouTube. There's a lot. One great thing about coming through this pandemic is there's been a lot of full uh, matches released on YouTube company-wide. I mean, uh, WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan, everybody's been putting out full matches online. And uh, this one is coming to us from Final Battle 2017, Cody Rhodes versus Dalton Castle. Uh, an absolutely fantastic match. Uh, anytime I get to watch Dalton Castle wrestle in a ring, uh, I'm having a good time. Uh, that uh, guy is one of my favorite characters in professional wrestling, and uh, I always enjoy watching one of his matches and working with Cody Rhodes. And just the whole atmosphere that they had at that show was absolutely fantastic. Go and check it out for free on YouTube. Uh, I've, I've been saying since the announcement, who better right now for WWE to sign? As they get ready to move to mm. Peacock, 
Right. Dalton Castle. That would be right. awesome. That would be very cool. Hey, and you mentioned Ring of Honor. We can, we can look into the match of the week, Crystal Ball. We've got a hell of a slobberknocker coming up on television for Ring of Honor. I believe that's going to be on the episode that drops on the 27th. Shane Taylor, hmm. that big, nasty SOB, him and Roosh. They're going to be throwing down nice. for the Ring of Honor World Championship. If you will talk about all aspects, all those spices that make wrestling extra so nice. I think you're going to get it in that match. Uh, you might feel that one at home. That's going to be some <laughs> yeah. uh, That uh, has already piqued my interest for sure. All right, guys, let us take a bit of a brief break here, and let's hear from our friends over at Caller and ElbowBrand.com, and we'll be back with our Showstopper segment for this week. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. All right, guys, Mighty Joe and Carl Careful and Mr. Richard Bronson Vickery back here on Turnbuckle Talk. And as you heard from our friends of our caller at NebelBrand.com, if you use our promo code JKPODCAST, you can get 10% off your entire order at the checkout. Um, Carl's, as usual, has his collar and elbow hat on there, and uh, there's just there's so much great stuff over there. Just go and check it out and uh, get a discount, and it allows the, you guys to support us a little bit too. And he's got the, the hoodie on this week, too. That's right. I got Very the cool. hoodie on this week, too. It's uh, been a little bit chilly here in uh, northern Ontario, yeah. which, uh, you know, is to be expected. Um, we're not having Texas type of weather, but uh, we're, we're, we're having a little bit of cold anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. Texas, Texas weather. Don't, don't believe the hype. Texas weather is what you would call a nice spring day. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're just not prepared for anything. <laughs> <laughs> is it like Georgia and stuff where they get an inch of snow and it's a it's like their, their an ep- epidemic? There is they they had made they had a green initiative, if you will, uh, and when it comes to their power grid, they kind of moved away from what the rest of us were using, and they're at like forty four percent reliant on these different green adventures and mm. inside of where they're trying to generate their electric and stuff. Now they're relying oh. on these windmills that need the batteries and those have died and they oh. don't have backup plans. So, okay. Now, yeah. I mean, I had just seen some, uh, um, well, photos also talking and stuff about, like that, that were showing like areas. icicles hanging from yeah. like light fixtures and, and stuff. Like, do you know, is that legit? Yeah. But I mean, it's, they're going to over-exaggerate those to a point. I'm not mm. trying to make light of the situation. I mean, this is something that happens 
you know, 50, 60, 75 years. And you got houses and areas down there where they don't even have heaters. Not, they don't have heating elements. They're not used to that. They don't need that. You know, they, they only okay. come equipped with AC units. So they are f- facing some serious difficulties. Hopefully it's a learning experience for them. For sure. Gotcha. And, you know, mentioning uh, kind of the energy issue kind of going on, if you guys want to hear more about that, so guys, give you guys a bit of a cheek plug, you can go check out last week's episode of the HTM uh, podcast, and you guys uh, went into depth about that, so make sure and uh, check that out. Uh, I've actually already listened to that episode a couple of times. That was a, a great uh, I'm, episode. I'm sure, that, so. I'm sure that uh, we or <clears throat> Jarga will be yelling about it again <laughs> on this week's upcoming awesome. episode of the Hitting Marks podcast, which you can find right here where you can find turnbuckle talk at hitting yeah absolutely and maybe the minx will show up again too i know that's been uh the minx never died the minx <laughs> all right all right guys let us get to our showstopper segment for this week All right, for our showstopper segment this week, we're talking don't try this at home. We're talking the dangers of backyard wrestling and wrestling without proper training. One of the, the big things that kind of brought on this discussion is I saw the video again. I, I'm sure you guys have, must have seen this at some point. It looked like it was obviously in somebody's backyard. It was a, a very rough-looking wrestling ring, very low to the ground. You could tell it wasn't really built by uh, qualified personnel. Let's put it that way. And um, oh, er, no, no, Joe, that was this that was this week's Impact Wrestling. Oh, um, <laughs> but uh, a, ra- a rather heavy set individual. I'll put it in that way. You know, got up to to the second rope uh, or the the you know the second turnbuckle, and then jumped down, and essentially both of his ankles exploded. And um, you know that was kind of about it. Um, I'm going to start with you, Carl, being a um, a a worker in the ring before. What, what's your take on, on people backyard wrestling and wrestling without getting properly trained? You know, especially, you know, we didn't play their, their advertisement this week, but we play them all the time. When you, when we have places like OVW that are in existence, if you want to go learn how to be a professional wrestler, we have amazing places to go and do it. And you don't have to, to kill yourself for two or three people. You're definitely right. You don't have to kill yourself. You, you don't. I mean, there are many avenues out there available to you. Um, I won't lie. I did backyard as well. But everyone that I really did any type of backyard wrestling with, we talked. We knew each other. Yep. We knew about the business. We made sure that we were, even as stupid as it may look, we were being safe with each other. When we were doing a body slam on each other, we weren't just scooping and releasing. We were scooping and placing mm-hmm. so that we could learn. That's how we did it. And I mean, I don't, I don't condone anybody backyard wrestling um, thinking that you are Brock Lesnar or John Cena or any, you know, of the major, I don't want anybody thinking that they're stone cold going out there and just giving stunners to people, not knowing what you're doing because one, you're going to hurt that person. And two, you're going to hurt yourself all at the same time. And then when that person that you hurt realizes they're hurt, they're going to get up and kick the shit out of you even more because you hurt them. Don't put yourself into those situations, especially when there are places you can go to learn. There are people you can talk to to learn 
there's ways to go about it. So just just be smart about things. That's the best that I can I can say. Um, like I said, when when me and a bunch of these other guys were were all doing backyard wrestling stuff, we made sure that we learned from each other and learned from people that have been doing it for a while. Learned from you know we we would make friends with people that have been in the business and have them come out to where we were doing some backyard stuff and have them just kind of go, okay, hold on a second. Um, wait, you need, you need to learn how to do this before you do absolutely anything. Yep. Right. So it, it was, it was a shock and it was a little bit of a, Oh, okay. So can you teach us? Right. And we, we had a few that were like, yeah, you know what? Definitely. We, we, uh, I'll, I'll help you. I'll help you learn. Right. And, uh, I'll tell you a lot of my learning was outside. Yeah. Wasn't actually inside of a wrestling ring, uh, for a majority of it. Um, I've, I've trained on a beach. I've trained in a backyard with, uh, just, um, old mattresses on the ground. Like, but I learned that's the biggest thing. Right. And then thankfully I was able to kind of get in with a few more people that were, um, seasoned, and a company in the United States that actually had a wrestling ring. Yeah. So I was able to go over there and learn from, uh, you know, like downtown Bobo Brown. I was able to learn from uh, Buckshot Gravel. I was able to learn from uh, Tom, Big Daddy T, um, you know, Deuce Diamond, you know, th- these names in, in upper Michigan that uh, were, were pretty, pretty good names, right? So, I mean, I was able to learn from some of these people and be able to actually then... Uh, go and actually have a, a, a good, real matchup. But that's what it is. If you're going to do some backyard stuff, realize that you are not a star. Realize that you are just yep. playing around like you're horsing around with your with your little brother in your in you know in the living room, and mom and dad are yelling at you to stop it. Um, that's what you're doing. You're just playing around. Don't think that you're any promotion. Don't think that you're any big shot, whatever, because you're not. You, you you need to you need to actually go out and learn. Please. Before please. I before I'm I pass done. this over before I pass this over to you, Rick, it's interesting that you worded it that way, Carl, because um, just actually yesterday, uh, it's going to come out on Wednesday. I had uh, the privilege to sit down and talk to our friend Franco Varga, and this was a topic that ended up coming up. And uh, he said something very similar to what you were saying, Carl. Um, if you want to back her wrestle and do all that kind of stuff, fine, you know, but don't call yourself a professional wrestler at that point because you are not. Um, and again, you know, my biggest thing with this is that. Those five words, don't try this at home. Um, you know, I, I can make reference to a certain individual, but on, on YouTube and stuff, I don't want to make mention. I don't want to mention their name. I don't get into that whole that, conversation. No, we've, 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 we've had that before. Um, but that's the, the thing is uh, don't try this at home. And there are, again, I mentioned at the top of the, the, uh, this conversation, there are so many great places and people that you can learn from. If you want to really be a professional wrestler, Go and, and really do it. Go. It, it, it's going to cost you a little money. It's going to cost you a good portion. It's going to cost you <laughs> years from your, your life. It's going to be painful. But if you really, really want to get into the professional wrestling business, there are so many great avenues to go down and so many great people to learn from. And you don't need to uh, kill yourself to, uh, to get to that point. 
I, before before you, you you jump in there, Rick, I, I'm just going to put it out to everybody this way, okay? So um, you're not going to be hitting a baseball in your backyard. No. And then all of a sudden you're, uh, you know, um, an MLB star, yep. right? Like it, it, it's not going to happen. You, you actually have to go. You have to join these, these groups, right, and do the uh, Little League Baseball where you're learning, right? And that costs money and you have to pay for the uniforms and you have to pay for the training. And then, you know, you're going to get into high school and then high school, you you know, you're going to have to pay for the uniforms and pay for the trips to go. And, you know, then you're going to get to the college level. And, and sometimes there could be a nice sponsorship that's available with that, but you're having to pay for all of that and you're learning and you're training and you're going through the motions, it, it's, it's the same, same thing, you know, like you're not going to be playing, you know, uh, um, what is that game with the, uh, with the patient and you're the doctor and it buzzes at you. Oh, right? operation, like, yeah. Operation, operation or, or no, yeah, you're yeah, not going to be playing that no. and then step into a, uh, a surgery room no. and do open heart surgery on somebody. No, no you got to no. pay for the training and go and learn how to do all of this stuff. It's the exact same in the world of professional wrestling. This is, it's a, it's, it's a man's ballet. It is a, it, it's, it's, it's a rough, it's a tumble, it's a, it's, it's a sport. Yeah. It definitely is. It's a dramatic sport that you have to learn and pay for. And, and really like, it's, it's like you're going to college for this. When you, when you go to a wrestling school, it's as if you're going to college and university to learn this stuff before you make things big. That's okay. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to pass it over to Rick because I, I know you're going to have a really interesting take on this. Given, um, you know, with it being Monday, you get to uh, work with, uh, with with Ben Hameen and Ted McNeil. I know this is something that you guys touch on all the time. Um, so, so what's your take on, on this topic, uh, Rick? Well, I, I want to jump in with comparisons here to, to help out with Carl. Uh, just because you're a jackass with a trampoline, <laughs> that doesn't make you any more professional wrestler Trampoline. than it does a, a bimbo with a camera is not a professional photographer. Yeah. Uh, and you seem to get those comparisons. I, I do want to reiterate what you what you gentlemen said there. And not just going to any professional wrestling school, make sure that you find the right and the ones that are truly going to teach you how to handle yourself physically and mentally inside the business of professional wrestling. I and mean, I'm talking about the uh, the Jacobs Pritchard Academy. That's down there in Tennessee. Couldn't be any finer than that. I'm talking about OVW. I'm talking about the Monster Factory. I'm talking about future great, uh, the Hawk Training Academy here with Cody Hawk in in Cincinnati. You need to find those. Do some homework instead of, and and Joe, you're talking about that investment. It's a couple thousand dollars for, for your training. That is going to be money well invested if you're serious. And it doesn't mean that maybe your aspirations are to go to WrestleMania, but if you're serious about learning it, because these different camps, these schools, you're going to learn more of than just about what it takes to make success to get you to WrestleMania, a well-rounded individual. So make sure that you're researching, you know, thinking, Oh, I'll just go to a local school. No, because that could be a backyard wrestler himself who hasn't been properly trained, who doesn't know how to handle themselves in the business. So you, you got to research who is educating you on the business of professional wrestling. And you're right. Uh, Joe, I, I have the the honor, the privilege each and every Monday to sit and pick the mind of two people that that learned under the, you know, that were pupils of the great Rip Rogers. 
and, and how you should handle yourself in professional wrestling. While Ted was there, he had not only Rip, uh, Paul Heyman, Jim Cornette, he was there for that entire run. Yep. So you talk about the mindset he was able to learn under. And and those are the individuals that you, that you really need to be listening to when they're talking about how you handle yourself in the business of pro wrestling. Now, I will admit, you know, I was in the backyard wrestling, but it, what's funny about it is, like, when I was young, you know, coming up out of, like, elementary or junior high or something like that, the wrestling that we watched wasn't as... I don't want to say barbaric, but to the extreme. So the movesets that we were trying yeah. to pull on one another weren't is over the top. You know, we, yeah. we weren't even going to think about that, about, you know, jumping off the top of, you know, jumping off the top of the car, climbing up on the roof, or you're throwing somebody through a window. You know, that, that wasn't the case. But even then, when I was younger, we knew we would plan out the matches and then we would perform them for other people. So we, there was some kind of structure. When I got into high school and we started doing backyard wrestling, we threw that all out the window. It went all straight shoot fighting where we were trying to hit each other with wrestling moves. And we hurt some people. Uh, oh, Carl, boy. you told the story about the stutter. It immediately, the visual comes to mind. I won't use their real names. I will give you their gimmicks. They, there are, they were our darker characters. We had Nighthawk and Death Grip. And Nighthawk hit Death Grip with a stutter. And immediately, blood just comes spewing out of his mouth. He bit his tongue. Almost bit the damn thing off. Wow. Uh, We had people just completely, the wind knocked out of them, just lose consciousness because of sidewalk slams. All of that. I mean, we would just beat the crap out of each other. A, A complete demonstration of how you should not <laughs> handle yourself. Uh, yeah, we were like the poster kids for do not try this at home. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And and there are definitely times where you hurt yourself. And I'll give a uh, one example of when I did. I, I We were backyard wrestling and I got up on top of a uh, fence and I decided to jump off the fence to give a double axe handle. Well, what happened is the ground was a little slippery and my chin hit my knee and my Ugh. eye tooth went right through my tongue. I literally could take my pinky finger and put it through my tongue. Hey. So, yeah, like you, you can hurt yourself by not knowing what you're doing and not being yeah, careful. Sure. I, I guess the point that, you know, to kind of take everything we were all talking about, we can hammer home to anybody that's interested in getting professional wrestling is go to school, go to the right school. And what we kind of been preaching through this whole episode here is to make sure that you're incorporating uh, the the old school, the new school. You got to take yeah. everything together, put that into a package. It's not just about move sets. It's about understanding your your persona. It's about being able to connect with an audience. You got to have the full package if you're you're gonna even find whatever measure of success you're happy with. Absolutely. All right, I think that's a good way to wrap things up here for this week, guys. But before we do go, um, Rick, where can people find you and what you're up to these days? Well, uh, my plate, my my dance card is <laughs> increasingly full. full. Uh, more and more each and every week, so I try to get everything in here. Of course, uh, proud to be a member of the Hameen Media Group. We can catch all of our content from professional wrestling, conspiracy, political satire, television, movies, MMA, kind of just about potpourri of whatever is out there. You can find our core content at hackerhameen.podbeam.com. You can find our affiliates uh, which also carries the Hitting the Marks podcast at HameenMediaGroup.Podbeam.com. Uh, we're talking kind of a, a perfect opportunity for a pitch here. We were talking about those learning opportunities for any of you young talents, aspiring talents, promoters, super fans. Uh, I am a part of a project with the two-man power drip coming up on March 6th. It's going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern. 
We are going to have a virtual, very relaxed Q&A roundtable. We're talking about those great minds, and this is an opportunity to sit down for an hour or so, ask questions, ask fan questions, ask business questions. Dr. Tom Pritchard. Uh, and that's nice. just going to be $30 uh, to, to join cool. in on the conversation. And you can sign up for that over on Patreon, Two Man Power Trip Empire. Very, very cool. What about you, Carl? Uh, what do you want to get out there before we uh, call an episode? Going to just hit our sponsors once again, CollarAndElbowBrand.com. You saw the commercial for them. Make sure you can go check out CollarAndElbowBrand.com. And while you're there, no matter what you have in your carts, whether it is brand new or whether it is clearanced merchandise, use promo code JKPODCAST and get yourself 10% off your entire order over at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. And we don't want to forget about our friends over at Phoenix. Phoenix Fit, FNXFit.com. You're looking for health supplements, whether it's protein powder, cricket powder, super greens, AM protein, nighttime protein, whatever you need, they've got it. Go and check out FNXFit.com. Use our promo code TBTALKPOD, and you're going to get 15% off your entire purchase. Again, TB Talk Pod at fnxfit.com. Very cool. And for myself, as I alluded to earlier, I got to sit down with Mr. Franco Varga uh, this weekend and all kinds of great conversation. Like we talked about the, the backyard wrestling stuff too. Um, coming up this weekend, he's going to be um, having a match with uh, Suicide from, uh, from Impact uh, for a show that he's doing. So some, some cool stuff. Uh, uh, to, they're basically calling the event first time ever. So the, uh, the whole idea of the show, and, and there are going to be multiple shows that are going to happen, of first-time matchups that are going to happen. Uh, the entire card is filled with first-time matchups. So some interesting stuff happening there. Uh, more with us on Turnbuckle Rewind with our friends over on Love Wrestling here, Carl. Come this week, we are going to be looking at Trish versus Lita and their main event match uh, on Raw. That's going to be our yes. Rewind match uh, for, for this week. Looking forward to, to uh, to talking about that one. Definitely. I am super looking forward to that one. For those of you that have been following along, one week I pick, one week Joe picks. And yep. I decided that I wanted two of my favorite, all-time favorite female professional wrestlers. Lita definitely is my fa- all-time favorite. And Trish, Canadian girl, uh, these two put on an amazing show uh, for that main event. And I'm super happy with everything that was able to be done with that. Um, but yeah, you guys are just going to have to tune in and listen to uh, what Joe and I talk about on Turnbuckle Rewind. Yep, it's going to be a good time, guys. All right, that wraps up here for this week, and we'll see you guys on the next one. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run.